0: I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do
1: this. So how do I create a whole month's worth of content in like a day? How's that? Sounds <laughs>
2: like we buried the lead. <laughs> Sounds like we buried the lead, my friends. (laughs) Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews.
0: And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We'd love to hear what you think.
2: Yes, we would definitely love to hear that. Last episode, we talked about whether or not you should go freelance and how to make that decision and what it entails with Maya Sharpie. Owner and founder of Build Yourself Workshop. So, if you haven't listened to episode 11 yet, you may want to check that out after this episode.
0: So for this episode, which is, wow, episode 12. I know, wow. (laughs) Crazy time flies. (laughs) No kidding. But we're going to find out three things you need to know before you create your content from Janessa McKenzie, a business mindset coach and brand strategist. And she also has her own podcast, The Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast.
2: I have to listen to that one. That sounds like a good one. Mm -hmm. But first, before we go any further, what are you drinking, Jesse?
0: So I am drinking a boxed wine. Moscato. You've talked about boxed wine before. I know. Before. We're, on, we're on a boxed wine kick lately. Um, so this one is uh, from Boda Box and it's not, this is not sponsored but what I love about it is that it lasts really long in the fridge so you don't yeah. have to feel like a complete alcoholic and drink it really, really quickly. You no, know, that is something to be said about just, wine. You can just you can just have like one tiny glass yeah. a, a day and it'll last the entire month. So
2: Yeah, well I mean it's, you know, so it's only the two, we, it's only the two of Arielle's not drinking yet. She's <laughs> <laughs> a couple more years before that, so you know when, when you open a bottle of wine, whether you're living with yourself or just living with another person, sometimes it's like, oh you crap, gotta you drink, gotta drink it, drink the whole thing. Like, yeah. no, it's well, not gonna you, work.
0: You're, I mean, from what when we used to go out and yeah, drink, when we used Kate, to, when
2: all of us used to go out and for drink. For those of you
0: listening, Kate would have like like a shot, a baby shot glass of wine, and that would do her for the night. She was like the cheapest day ever. <laughs>
2: I don't think my husband would agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it, yeah, I know. I know. I'm I like, I'll have There's one of those There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. It's And it's the first step is admitting that you...
0: But you're also very tall. tiny.
2: Well, thank you. But you are too. So, you know... And I've certainly known I'm other times. I am people. a few inches taller than you. Know. Uh, five, what three?
0: <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> three.
2: <laughs> well, so we now that we've we've established the cocktail portion or the wine, the cocktail portion, portion of the of, of the, the podcast, podcast. You know, so as we said, we're going to be talking um, more about creating content and and sometimes the the problems that come up with creating content. I know, I have images that I just I, sometimes I just don't know what to say. Um, and I'll take all the time in the world coming up with a caption and I think oh this is for Instagram and I'll think oh this is the greatest thing ever and I post it and I get very little I might get likes but comments or hey I feel the same way they, don't, they just don't roll in and then there are other times when I have an image and most of the time it's it's it is lately these days it's about motherhood and Ariel's growing up and it's like I'll post some kind of real true reaction that I have, and, it takes a fraction of the time I might have spent on one post.
0: Right. And it gets
2: so much more engagement.
0: Right. So what I'm hoping is that Janessa can chime in and yeah. tell us what we need to know so that we're not wasting time creating content that isn't yeah. necessarily going to resonate with our audience. Do so, you have that same problem though? I mean, because you have so many images. I do. And, you know, I think I think it does go back to, you know, and I and Janessa will t- talk about this, but but really understanding who your audience is. Mm-hmm. But there are times, yeah, and, and certain certain captions and image combinations yeah. do resonate better than others yeah so i think one thing i've been trying to do lately is really pay attention to what what is resonating what isn't and yeah. looking at that the analytics and mm-hmm. you know i mean you can get so scientific with the analytics and we're not going to go yeah. into that with that episode but maybe we should actually that's a good idea
2: yeah for next episode i'll make i'll make a i'll make a note of that and you know another thing is that can also translate to blog posts and other, you know, it's not just, you know, I know we talk a lot about Instagram on this podcast, but it talk it goes to blog posts. It goes any to form of any content. form of content, you know, if you're working on a book or anything, you know, you want to make, sh- I think one of the things that she's probably, I have a feeling she's going to talk about is authenticity. And that's what we've heard time and time again on mm-hmm, this podcast mm-hmm. is being authentic is right. is so key in terms of getting an audience, maintaining an audience. And truthfully, I noticed that when I post something that I feel is true to myself yeah I'm happier with even if it doesn't get as much reaction as I'd like it to I feel like I'm happier with what I'm creating when but ultimately
0: is your business and you want to yeah you want it to fit within what you see it as not yeah. what other people you have to want be happy to be, you have to be happy so no I'm definitely excited to hear what she has to say um because I know that I'm super busy I don't have time to be wasting creating content that right. isn't going to be reached or resonated with or you know just a complete waste of my time and you don't
2: want to be just throwing things at a wall so exactly janessa mckenzie is a business mindset coach and brand strategist and host of the elevated entrepreneur podcast she helps struggling entrepreneurs like us create and grow powerful brands that attract their soulmate clients and make sales fun and easy one thing i need to work on she shared with us three things that you should know before you create your content
0: Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Today we have an amazing guest, Janessa, here with us. She is a business mindset coach and brand strategist and host of her own podcast, The Elevated Entrepreneur. So we are here to talk about her Uh, three tips that we have for you that you need to think about before creating your own content. She's going to share with us those amazing tips. So welcome, Janessa. We are so excited you're here. And um, yeah, talk about all things they need to think about before creating content.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. First
2: off, Janessa, what are you drinking today? This is cocktails and content creation after all.
1: Oh, well, um, we're Eleven ten 10 a.m. here so <laughs> so my cocktail today is actually a mix of coffee and mud water I don't know if you guys have ever heard of mud water no, no. um but it's got some uh it's got like a whole bunch of different kind of mushrooms in it um, oh wow the um I never know how to say this if it's cacao or ca- cacao like, yeah okay yeah. perfect uh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right. That sounds better than it, than it first sounded then. Yeah, Cause mud watered um, lion's mane, cinnamon, um, tumeric, um, all wow. kinds of good stuff. Sounds uh, really good for the digestive system. It, it, it's good for everything really. I mean, it's just <laughs> good.
0: It's good. Nice. Um, I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I just mix a tea like a teaspoon in with my coffee and it not, I've tried it without the coffee and not that I don't like it, but I, can I, I love my coffee so. I know
0: yeah. me too we all do yeah. we all do it helps us get through our day yeah so <laughs> if, if it weren't 11 in the morning what is your typical drink of choice at least if like right
1: around now oh um I guess it would depend on what kind of day I had <laughs> <laughs> the point. I like it. good
0: good response
1: yeah I guess all we right. either you know hit the bottle of Soco with some Diet Coke oh, or- oh okay love that or okay. uh, my favorite wine is actually it's called roscado oh yeah yeah dolce something or other but it's very good and it tastes like cherries and dark chocolate
0: so i'm sensing you like things a little sweeter
1: i love things sweeter yeah. <laughs> me too I Me, mean, i am with you so much right well, now that... do not a big like fermented taste fan so I'm no very... kombucha for you or anything like that yeah. well Sam that's gotta be a really bad day <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so that's I, I have that's like, today <laughs> I have two two no's in the in the alcoholic realm it's no Sambuca mm. and no Jaeger
1: mm. it just
0: takes me back to college and yeah. bad 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 hangover days and bad decision not- making yeah exactly yeah. so those and are the two, taste even the smell can like just take you right oh back it's it, right? it's one of the yeah it's definitely Ooh, like yeah no <laughs> not something i i do anymore
2: well now that we've uh established our drinking habits for the for the show <laughs> so what tell us a little janessa about what you do and, and how you got to where you are now
1: yeah so i am a intuitive business and mindset coach Um, host of the Elevated Entrepreneur podcast. So I have, um, you know, pivoted quite a few times, actually. Um, Jesse and I met quite a while ago and we're both, we are both photographers. Um, And I was just doing photography then. Mm -hmm. And I was actually doing, I was just starting out branding photography. I think we both were because I think Jesse was still like in that in-between realm too of like, what do I really want to focus on? And I think we were both kind of there, right?
0: Yeah. 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 It was that I'm trying to remember exactly when we met. It's bad that I can't, but every day lately feels like the same day, roundhog day. So there's (laughs) no, for me, there's no milestones to like remember things by. Mm -hmm. So,
1: but yes, I do recall we were both sort of in a very similar spot. Yeah. Yeah. I was just opening um, a studio, which I only had open for a little while because I was like, I don't really need this. I'm going to do branding photography, like outside, like lifestyle shots. Mm-hmm. So that was only open for about four or five months or so. Um, and then I just dove right into branding photography. And what I found was, is that I was like coaching my clients. Right. And I'm sure Jesse, you probably had the same. You're like a therapist as you're walking them through the process, right? Yeah. Uh, They're, you know, they're always asking like, how do you, you know, get clients? How do you market yourself? Where do I use my images? Um, You know, all kinds of business things, social media. Like I, I was like, okay, I can reach and impact more people online. If I take this online and do business coaching totally so that's what i did um and then in business coaching in entrepreneurship period right we we go through this growth phase of self development it's like self development with a paycheck when you become an entrepreneur because it's just like bam oh my god i got to look at myself you know it's like <laughs> this, all this inner work has to be done or shh, i don't know if i could swear here or not i know that <laughs> we're we're having cocktails so Um, stuff just like doesn't work if you're, you know, you don't have some of your stuff inside aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and which really dove me into my path on spirituality. So now, you know, as an intuitive, I Mm -hmm. love talking about, you know, people, other people's spiritual paths, helping them Um, empower themselves in whatever way they see, uh, is aligned with them and their business. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, I'm, you know, ride the woo train like every day, like we just don't get off. We don't get off the woo train here.
2: That seems, you know, it's funny. I don't think of, I haven't thought of business, business coaching, uh, to be in alignment with kind of that spiritual path, how did you? How do you marry the two together? Do you find that there is that correlation, a strong correlation there?
1: Yeah. So, what I found personally for myself was that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could teach strategies all day long, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really enjoy that. So, what I really love to do is help people understand how. To grow themselves, mm-hmm. which in turn grows their business. Um, and you know, being on a spiritual path doesn't mean anything specific, really. It yeah. means, you know, what do you believe in? What it doesn't—you right. can be any religion, you can be any faith, you can believe in anything you want. Doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference whatsoever. Really, what it is is empowering yourself and focusing your energy into the things that you want to see come into your life and your business. That's so refreshing because
2: I feel like so many times when we saw see an entrepreneur, um, a successful individual or someone who's really trying to get something off of the ground, there's this one side of their life and and usually it is something like their spiritual side or their own confidence. Mm. It's lacking. there's mm-hmm. not there's not that. there's 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 always this one one part of their their entity that is just kind of missing out. And so, to bring everything kind of into each other, that's a refreshing way to do things.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that is what is kind of missing.
2: Mm-hmm, definitely, in the
1: coaching realm is like I got so sick of actually seeing, you know, talk about how to reach your ten k months and how to be visible, yeah. how to you know, like let me show you how to get grow your audience by ten thousand people in a week. Like, please. Right. (laughs) Uh, I, I feel like it's just so surface level Mm -hmm. and that there's so much more deeper. And if I had a guide like that, that married it all together and was like, look, all of this stuff is okay. It's okay to not know what you're going to do right now. It's okay to, um, you know, be who you are and not be afraid to talk about your, your, if your religion or your faith or your beliefs or mm-hmm. magic or whatever, you know, you believe in, it's okay to talk about those things because they're just gonna attract the people to you that are in your, you know, your, your vibration. They're in your energetic yeah. zone. They're in, they relate to you and they're like, Oh, thank God somebody else's, you know, <laughs> gets me. Well, I think it was really interesting. You said
0: something where it was like, you know, you could talk strategy all day long. And what's interesting is, is I think most people know what they need to do. Most people are like, well, I know I need to do this and I know I need to do that. And it relates back to just knowing a strategy. But I think to your point, getting aligned with what's inside what is what is that you desire what is it that you ultimately want for your business and those are the fears and the limiting beliefs and the the things we tell ourselves that prevent us from actually doing the things we know we need to do right so um, I think that's a a brilliant point that you brought up it's like yeah you, you can do all the things but until it's like in alignment with what you truly feel is real and true for you it's going to just hinder your business. So I think that's a, that's a really great point you brought up.
1: Yeah. I mean, strategies are just actions, right? Mm. If you really just boil it right down to the very simple explanation of, um, you know, a lot of my audience will say, I don't like to go live. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or it's difficult for me to go live. Okay. So let's just boil that right down to how do you go live? You pop open Facebook, you hit the go live button, your camera comes <laughs> on and you talk, right? <laughs> so it's really not hard no, or it's not to actually go live. That's mm-hmm. not the problem. The no. problem is the fear that you have about going live. Mm-hmm. That's what's hard.
2: It's always, to me, it's always like, I haven't washed my hair in a couple days or, you know, I don't have any makeup on or, you know, I have a screaming child in the background kind of thing. Yeah. That's always my excuse. That's It's
1: a lot of it's excuses. Yeah, it's it's and it's avoidance, really. It's mm-hmm. like I don't really want to do this. So what right. do I tell myself today mm-hmm. so that, you know, I give I'm giving myself permission not to do it.
2: And I think so many people are, you know, talking about that fear. People are afraid of alienating people. Like they feel like they've grown, you know, maybe they've grown an audience and then all of a sudden they're realizing that maybe it's not, they're not showing their authentic self. Maybe they are a very spiritual individual. Um, and they haven't really talked about that. And all of a sudden they're thinking to themselves, I really want to bring that into my business, but they don't, they they don't want to all of a sudden start losing Mm -hmm. followers or, you know, an audience. How would, I mean, I know this is kind of going off of our track of three things you need to know before you create your content, yeah. but <laughs> how, how would you say, you know, we'll get to that. Um, how do you, how would you coach somebody into saying, you know, bringing a different part of themselves or their
1: life into their business that they might be afraid might end up losing them some, yeah. some people. So it's actually pretty recent that I've really started to totally dive into and being like, Hey, <laughs> this really is me. Like this is, how I do business. And because I was just doing strategies and all this stuff. And I was like, like, it just felt heavy and it did not feel aligned with my energy. And I was like, okay, um, what, what am I missing? What is, what can I share about me and also help other people with so that it adds value to my business. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have always, always, always told everybody, my audience, clients, whatever it is that, you know, to be authentically you. And here I was still kind of hiding this little piece of me because I was afraid of judgment, right? Well, what, what will people think if I talk about like ritual or ceremony or spiritual woo stuff, like crystals and healing and then all those things, And then I was like, you know what, uh, who cares? Right. Because the people that don't like that stuff will just go find somebody that doesn't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because it's really, I want to work with the people that do love that stuff or right. at least are curious about that stuff and have an open mind mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I've always been curious about this. Mm-hmm. Let's check this out. Like if I yeah. helped her in her business. Why couldn't it help me in my business? Yeah. Um, I think
0: it goes back to some conversations we've had about, you know, your ideal client or your, your persona. And, you know, when you do those exercises, a lot of the times you prompt yourself like, okay, who is the most best client I've had? Who is that person? And for you, it sounds like the people that are into the spiritual path, curious connection, or at least how it relates back to your business. So, so in a way, if you think about it, you weren't alienating people that weren't aligned with that. You were trying to attract more people. There you go. Be in line with your own, like desire
1: yeah. with that type of ideal client. So, yeah. And we're actually not really too far off of the subject here because that really is my first. So,
2: yeah. So, so, you know, we, is as this is cocktails and content creation and we love content. So we know, you know, <laughs> Let's get into those three tips that you want to talk about before people should be starting to create their content. What are those three
1: tips? Yeah. So the first one is, as we just talked about, know who your ideal client is like, and not just know who it is, but know who it is on a deep level, like Mm -hmm. a soul level. So the way I, um, you know, teach quote unquote, this (laughs) quote unquote, teach, (laughs) this method is to, you know, really dig into your ideal client's head. Like you need to enter the conversation that they're having with themselves in their head. Um, because as we were just talking about, again, there's a lot of things that we think in our heads that we're not putting out into the world, Mm -hmm. right. Or that we're afraid to put out into the world because we're either going to be perceived as, you know, I don't know, weak or, I don't know enough, or I'm not enough, or judged, or all of the things above, right? But when you're putting out content that talks about those things, that is what people connect with. That's when people go, oh my God, yes, me too. Like, how did she get in my head? Um, And, you know, how do you do that is you got to find, you got to, you have to really know who you want to work with. Who is it that you want to work with? Who is it that you don't want to work with? Because that's just as important as knowing who you do want to work with. Like, I know I don't want to work with people who, um, you know, don't take responsibility, who are consistently um, blaming the outside circumstances for whatever is happening with them right now, (laughs) Uh, are not willing to do the work. um, And just you know whiny generally whiny people that don't don't want to take any accountability for themselves so
0: uh just to circle back so I know that early on as an entrepreneur like in my entrepreneur journey I you know did all the things I mean we talked about that briefly where we were just trying to figure our our own journeys out and who we want to work with and I think for me it I had heard about the ideal client. I had heard about the ideal persona or like who we want to work with, blah, blah, blah. But it really didn't come full circle until I understood like, why do I need to Mm. know who this person is? And I think you touched upon that in that, you know, if you're speaking to this person on a very deep level, it's like when you you know see an ad or even you know I always go to like some of the this is gonna sound bad but the commercials where like the animals they're looking for you to like donate to the animals right or the ASPCA and it just like right here those killed me and not the Sarah McLaughlin song arms of the angel or whatever it's like Yes. And I'm telling you Ugh. that, that is what they're doing. Like they know who I am and they oh, know totally. what type of song is going to make me tear up and like want to pull out my credit card. And mm-hmm. not that we want marketing. It's not all, all about like money. Right. But as an entrepreneur, we all do have to make money. And it's, and I think that the the thing I'm trying to, to relate back to that commercial is that if you know who this person is, you're really going to be able to speak to them and
1: make yeah. them know that you're the right person to work with. Yeah. Right? It, it's about evoking emotion. Really. Yeah what it is. And you made a good point too. Why do I need to know who my ideal client is? Because in the realm of content, your ideal client is the anchor to everything that you put out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They are the person that you are speaking to every single time you create content. So if you want to attract that person and the people like them. So I always I don't know how many science nerds we may have here, but it's like um, a a nucleus, you know, you have this, like, this is my ideal client.
2: Okay. I'm not a science person and I know
1: nucleus. So we're good. (laughs) Like I'm like, I'm holding up my fist right now, just for these people that can't, you know, see like, here's your (laughs) nucleus. (laughs) And then there's like all these little atoms like floating around and they're kind of attracted to it. And they're like, "Mm, I'm going to hang out here and see what happens. Those are also the people that you're attracting. So Your ideal client is like the perfect client in your ideal world. All your clients would be like this, which we know they're not going to be. But you're also talking to all of those people that have, you know, like 90, 80% of the things or even 70% of the things that your ideal client has or that you want them to have.
0: I was working with um one of my photography clients. And you know, one of my questionnaires, like, who who do you work with? Who is your ideal client? And I don't even know if I use the word ideal. I just want to get a sense of who they're working with. Cause a lot of the times they actually don't know this who this person is. Mm-hmm. But I have one client that I'm gonna be working with um later this month. And she responded was like, Oh, I know exactly who this person is. Her name is Rebecca, and she's blah, blah, blah. And she does this and she does that. And like literally it made my day because yeah. it was like. You're like so,
1: jumping up and down. So easy, yeah. <laughs> so easy.
0: Yeah, I know. She was like, "Yes, I know exactly who this is." And I think that's one of the reasons her brand has done so well. And she actually is a blogger, and you know, she she knows exactly what Rebecca wants to know and to learn, and what language she speaks, and what tone she is, and if she has kids, and what what she does mm-hmm. on the weekends, and what she does in the morning for her morning routine. She knows all of those things about. Rebecca.
1: Yeah, and what does she scroll for incessantly on the internet, Pinterest. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Pinterest. Or Pinterest or anywhere, you know, like what does she love to consume? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So you know, um when I'm teaching my clients or audience how to find their ideal client, I'm always saying to them like my biggest thing is like where they live, if they're married, what kind of house they own, what kind of car they drive is not necessarily important in the beginning. I don't think it is because your ideal client could be, you know, driving all different kinds of vehicles. It doesn't really matter. And if you are a product-based business that deals right in your area, like you're a brick and mortar or, a brand photographer, like we want to know where you live, right? You at least want to live in this area.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have a specific with that. If you're location-based.
1: Yeah. Or location-based. Yeah. Like they have to be, uh, some kind of a entrepreneur. Um, you know, they have to live in this area so that I'm not traveling 90 million miles to, to get to them. Um, and certain things, but when it comes to creating your content, it's what's in their head, Mm -hmm. their head. What are their desires? What are their goals? What do they want to learn? What do they need? Because that's super important. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you give them what they want, but uh, really you're teaching them what, like, once they know that, then you give them what they need Mm -hmm. because once you get them into your sphere, they don't even know what they need. They don't right. even know they need half the things that they really do need. Right.
0: <laughs> but right. if you're
1: talking about those things first, you're gonna lose them because they don't even know they need it yet.
0: I I always go back to the example of like like weight loss, for example. Like mm-hmm. some people think that they're just they're fat because they can't control their eating and they're just, you know, have you know, just no control. But in reality which they may not realize, is that there might be a hormone imbalance or there might be something that is chemically driving them to make these choices. And so as the expert in that situation, the dietitian would say, well, no, you're not just, you know, overweight because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, you're actually have hormone issues and this is how we can combat it. So it's like, yeah, you give them what they want. Like you, you want to help them lose weight if that's what it is, but we're going to teach you what's yeah. really going on.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So tip number two is to know who you are, who are you as a business owner and who are you not? Mm. I like it. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is, this is a tip we have not heard. Oh, I wish you guys could see their faces right now. Like your mm. eyeballs, just light it up. And go, Ooh, mm. more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we oftentimes as entrepreneurs, especially just starting a business, do not think about ourselves. We are thinking so much because we are taught and trained to know that ideal client, get to know them. Everything's about them. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Your, your service or your product is in your content. is all about your ideal client, right? But your business is about you. What do you want from your business? Hmm. Because you know we start a business and we're like, great, I can help people and I can, um, you know, provide this, that, or the other thing. And this is what I do. Awesome. What do you want out of it? Because yeah, we we don't start. I mean, I could go work in a cubicle and get paid, mm-hmm. right? But that's not what I want. Why do you not want that? Well, like Jesse, want- I feel like Jesse has done a really good
2: job because she did the wedding, you know, she loves doing photography. Yeah. And so she started with weddings, but then she realized she wanted out of her business to be able to have weekends off, yeah, you know, exactly. you with your branding photography, you realized you could reach, you wanted to reach more people. Mm-hmm. So you went to online business coaching, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. So you both
0: have, you really have both figured it out. So when you're talking about what you want, so are you talking about both like just on your like own personal, like what do I want out of this business that affects my life or what do I want as part of this business directly related to business? Or does, is it like a mix of both?
1: It's definitely a mix of both. So understanding what your, what kind of impact you want to have on the world on your little world, on your family, on um, you know, on anything. Like, what is your ripple effect? What do you want your ripple effect to be? Because we all have one, no matter what we think. <laughs> we all have a ripple effect, especially an entrepreneur. You help one person, no matter what you're helping them with, and there is a ripple effect. What is that that you want it to be? So, like, mine is. Um, you know, I empower women in business to, um, you know, show up as themselves to, to be them, to give themselves permission to change the world. Right. What happens when I, uh, you know, I help somebody do that. Mm -hmm. They gain confidence. They show up differently in their life. They affect their family with a whole different attitude they affect their community, that community affects their state. Uh, Like it just goes on and on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, we're like, Oh, we're just one little business owner. We can't, you know, affect that. Well, we're also human beings. So what we don't understand is that smile that you give somebody when you're passing them. Well, now you can't really see smiles right now because we all have our masks (laughs) on, but You can smile with your eyes though. But when you are kind to somebody in some way, you hold the door, you say, thank you. You ask them how their day is. Even if you don't know who the heck they are, like, it doesn't matter. You could change their life by doing that. And you will never know that you did. Right. Um, So it's the same really in business. Like you are serving from the place of what you want to see in the world as a change.
0: So, when we think about back to why do you necessarily need to know this before creating your content what is what is knowing what i what I want and who I am? How does that impact my sort of content creation hmm. process?
1: It helps you to show up as you, right and it mm. it empowers you to To be who you are and who you were created to be, Mm -hmm. using your words and your offers and your services, your products, whatever it may be, people, if I just stood here, right? If we just all sat here and said nothing, like nothing would happen, right? People would tune out. (laughs) People would be like, right what's going on Peace. or if I just stood in front of you know 500 people on a stage and said nothing mm-hmm. then people wouldn't know what the what was going on they'd be like right you're, you're looking at you like hello
0: <laughs> but so do you- once
1: I open my mouth and the words come out the words come out in my I just thought of Eminem is that part of this <laughs> song?
0: Right? complete tangent It's like doesn't he have a rap where it's like open up my mouth and the words won't come out <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes I think he does all right Kate you might I have fun totally editing this here. but <laughs> but it Anyways. but it's your personality right yeah it's it's your personality and it's we that's how we communicate we communicate okay. through words yeah so knowing who you are and being comfortable enough with who you are mm-hmm. and, and your story. So, you know, this, uh, this all gets baked into it. So it's core values, mm-hmm. your vision, your mission and your story, those four things. Yep. You need to know those things. Um, and that is part of getting to know yourself and your, and yourself as a business owner, because you're sharing all of that stuff in your content whether or not you're specifically sharing it in your content. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like it's the way it's yes. impacting your content. Yes, that is
0: maybe the way exactly. I see it as like, okay, like my, so my course that I teach for, for brand photographers, my story is a big piece of that because that's sort of what I am telling them that I've been proof, where they are. You can do it too yeah. sort of thing. So I get that. That makes a lot of sense now knowing, okay. um, and then the values I think is important um, because a lot of entrepreneurs I think have at least for me I'm gonna use myself as an example. It's mm-hmm. I I, I want I walk this fine line of wanting to be you know I want to be as authentic and purpose driven as possible, and that's like you know for me I I genuinely want to help people, and that's like one of my brand pillars or values whatever you want to call it so i think relating that back and saying okay like is this is this really true to my brand like is this piece of content that i'm putting out I'm yes. really going to match back to that so is that that's kind of what you're exactly you're saying right okay
1: yes yeah awesome so i always have people you know write down as many core values as they can so like what is a core value Mm -hmm. Core value is one of those things that you do every day without thinking about it. It's like breathing, right? So it's a way of being that you are in the world every day without thinking about it. Um, So mine, for example, are connections, relationships, accountability, and empowerment. Like those four things I do in some way, shape, or form every time uh, from the second I wake up till I go to sleep. Uh, awesome. Conversations in the grocery store with like, doesn't matter even who. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> we all have those conversations, you know? Yeah. And I can, you know, talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. So, uh, but empowerment is, you know, like I want everyone to understand how, pow- first of all, how powerful they are and what they can do in their lives, whether it's in business or not. Like mm-hmm. I wish with every fiber of my being that everybody could understand how powerful they really are. And I love to help people realize that they really can change their lives, you know, in a, in an instant, just by thinking something and, and taking action. Like, right. You know, you don't have to be stuck. Um, so yes. And then, so as a core values um, mission, so your mission is, you know, what, what, what is, what do you w- want from your, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want your business to provide the world? Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And knowing all those things, like we just said, like Jesse said, is really bringing it back to. Your content—it's it, in your content, no matter what, because it's—it's it's just you. It just exudes mm-hmm. from you. Love it. I love that. Okay, so, so we got I'm number curious. one. We got number two. Yeah, I'm curious. What's number three? <laughs> <laughs> mind blown here. Let's do it. All right. So number three probably isn't as much of a mind blower as <laughs> two, but that's okay. We'll see. Um, it's knowing that your content, like knowing the three types of content that really get, uh, attract your clients, which is, um, leading with pain. People pay to get rid of their pain. Mm. So you're leading with, um, the problem, the problem they're having right now. Yep. Um, and then the second one is pleasure, right? Because people pay for pleasure. Yeah. So what do they want?
2: What makes them happy? What makes them tick?
1: Yeah. Well, what what do they want in terms of how you can serve them? Mm -hmm. So what is the solution that you can provide but lead with what they want from the solution? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then the third one is story content, right? So you can tell your own story. You can tell a story of... You know, a piece of time for you. You can make up a story. You can, but when you do something in a story format that has a beginning, a middle, and an end,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: our brains are wired for story. That's how storytellers, yeah. Yeah, that's how we learn, that's how we organize in our head. So um, you know, your your content can be one powerful sentence, and it doesn't really need to be more than that because that's enough for somebody to go, Oh, you know, holy crap. Or it can be a story with a beginning. Like here's how this whole thing started and here's what I did and here's how it ended. And this Hmm. is how I got through it. Um, And when people read a story, they're more apt to keep reading when they, you hook them in with that thing at the top, you know, that first piece at the top that they're like, I can relate to this thing. Yep. whatever you're saying. And I want to keep reading and see how, see how it ends.
0: Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So if we were to put this like into a little bit more concrete example, um, you know, if I, if I know, you know, blogs do really well for, for my business. So for me, I would want to take this and, and really make sure that I'm telling a story and that story can really just follow that formulaic, Um, system of like okay here's here's the problem that you may be experiencing and Mm -hmm. this is you know tell in so many words or through imagery or whatever show that how I can solve that problem for them Mm
1: -hmm. and then in the
0: end this is where you you know hope to be and this is where and how does that how does that look for you so is that is that am I getting that right (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a blog post. Absolutely. It's just a shorter, mm-hmm. like if you're posting it on social media, yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, when I found my coach, right, my business coach, mm-hmm. I was at the point where like sales were just like freaking me out. They were like, I was like, I- I'm not getting it. Like, what am I missing? You know? So yeah. I found her because she posted, a story post in a group. And the first line in big letters was sales used to freak me out. Mm, And I was uh like, damn, I got to keep reading that. Right. Because you're right there. That was me. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, okay. And then she went on to say, she painted a picture of her life when sales freaked her out. Like, these are all the things that I was doing. Like, she was like, um, I told my boyfriend that I couldn't, you know, hang out with him because I was too busy really doing nothing, you know, like yeah. when, um, you know, she was like working 15 hours a day, not enough, yeah. all of these things. And then she went into, you know, how she changed it and then yeah. how her program or service or offer could help somebody else.
2: No, I mean, and it's funny because I feel like people are starting to be a little more authentic, you know, before there was this focus on being professional and
1: perfect,
2: yes, and perfect. And I, <laughs> I still think, I mean, let's face it, Instagram is still the highlights, right? Yeah. Um, And a lot of social media is like that, but I still, I think there's still, you still need to be professional in how you approach things. But like with your business coach saying, you know, sales used to freak me out immediately, you know, it's, it's it's great to have somebody know what they're doing. You obviously you don't want to invest in somebody who has no idea what they're doing. So it's great that somebody can be professional and tell you how to make sales and, or whatever your, your goal is, mm-hmm. but to have someone who was at one point right where you are and be very honest and open about that, mm-hmm. that helps you to connect on a deeper level. And I think that is essentially your, you know, what you've, what I've, been hearing a lot from you is you know connecting on that deeper level, yeah. not just the superficial.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you can bring them in or attract them with that superficial level. Yeah. Um, in a, in a post, but yeah, go deeper in that post too. Like, you know, just the heading of sales used to freak me out. Like that's superficial, right? But then she dug in deeper and she was like, and this is what my life looked like. And it was sucky. And here's how I fixed it. And here's how I can help you.
2: And how many emails do you, you know, how many emails do people get a day where it's like, as you said in the beginning, you know, get 10,000 followers doing this? And you're like, well, it's, yeah. (laughs) And it's, and the thing is, not only is that a huge promise, right? But you open those emails and it's a very generic, it's a pitch. Email. It's a pitch. And a lot of times there isn't that personal story, that personal level to it. And so, you know, you're you I'm more inclined to be skeptical of those people because mm-hmm. it's like, OK, but who who are you? You know, Jesse talks a lot about like her no like and trust factor when it comes mm-hmm. to her branding photography and her the photographer, Baron photographer method. And it's very true. You know, you're more likely to buy, to employ somebody that, you know, you like, and you trust. And how are you going to get to that? You're going to tell them I was where, where you were at. I didn't like this. And this is how I turned it around. And this mm-hmm. is how you can do it too.
1: Yeah. This so. is what I tell everybody. People buy you before they buy from you.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Um,
1: Period. So true. Yeah. So if you are not, you know, sharing some part of your journey or sharing a piece of you, like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go all out and be like, Hey, you know, I went to the bathroom at five o'clock this morning and I, you know, like, we don't care about that stuff. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. We care about who you are as a person. What right? was important to you. All goes back to you know the core values, your Mm -hmm. mission, your vision, all of that. Like, who are you as a person? What do you believe in? What are your like? What kind of morals do you have? And can you help me? So, do you have?
2: Is there anyone out there in on Instagram or on the blogosphere or whatever that you feel like is really nailing it right now? That's really Mm -hmm. getting into it and like is authentic and real and still able to be successful with just putting it all out there
1: yeah so I actually had her on my podcast um sure she just her episode just dropped Monday um but Jill Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5 oh uh, yeah yeah she hard. um admits all of the crap that went wrong in their business in the beginning mm-hmm. um and tell and shows you and tells you, but in a totally authentic way, how they got through it and how you can get through it too. Okay. So love that. yeah, I love that she's like out. always so like even on her they have a podcast too, and mm-hmm. it's uh it's her and her husband, that's why I keep saying they. So <laughs> yeah, um, but even with her guests, you know, she's like, Oh, well, this was my problem and you know, this is let's talk about it, you know, and then yeah. just very down to earth, very giving of her time and her um energy to to people. So, yes, her, uh, her well, and to- her husband, Josh. Yeah. Check her out. Josh and Jill. Hmm. Josh and Jill.
0: <laughs> well, I think what's interesting to that point of like really digging deep into the story is that, you know, I, I share my story every once in a while, I think because, well, and I I encourage people to share their own story. Um, you know, as you continue to build your audience, because you may have somebody around that hasn't like actually read your, this is my story post. And I think it's important to tell that. Um, but I don't, it's funny. I, I try and always maintain it. And I think what happens with people is they like feel like Oh, it's like they don't want to feel like, oh, it's such a struggle, you know, like I don't want to have to like, you know, pull it all out there. And what I do personally is still maintain that level of like optimism because that's just who I am. I'm a very optimistic person. So to your point about like knowing you and tying that back, like, just telling your story, but then telling it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. If you're naturally optimistic like me, you don't want to. I don't always want to talk about the struggles. I don't want to always talk about. It's that not all
1: doom and gloom for you. It's not doom yeah. and gloom. I'm very well, sure. and it should never be doom and gloom, right? It should be, hey, you know, I, I had this problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is how I get through it. Um, it's showing people what's possible. Mm-hmm. So don't ever share your doom and gloom, especially when you're in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just don't do that. Don't share struggles you share when, that you're, you... when you're having the struggle. You want to share it after you've gotten through the struggle.
2: Yeah. And then you can show the share the success story.
1: Yeah. And show them that it's possible. That's what we're doing. That's really what you're doing in like story posts like that
2: mm-hmm. is
1: you are sharing a story and then you're sharing the success of that story or how they can move through their own struggle. Um, But you're showing people what's possible. So like Jesse, when you share your story, you're showing people that it's possible to be, do have what you have Mm -hmm. or what you've done or what you've gone through. Because if you can do it, anybody can do it. Like if I can do it, anybody can do it. If anybody can do it, anybody can do it right? <laughs> We're all
0: not that different. I always, uh, you know, yeah. when, when I, when I do something, I'm like, you know, everybody does the same thing. We're all humans. Like we all kind of have a lot of the very same tendencies. Our personalities are different, but yeah. Um, to that point, if you can do it, there's probably hundreds of people very similar to me mm-hmm. that like, you know, and I think Kate, you touched upon this. I don't know which episode it was, but you're like, your ideal client is very similar to you. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah.
1: I think and that we all has, start off like that
0: yeah and 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 I think but uh, you know not to say that you're not unique, but there are going to be plenty of Kates out there that you right. can appeal to. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh definitely.
2: And I think that when it comes down to it that's that's why we can relate to other people is because that we are yes, we, we <laughs> all have our unique points of view, right. but finding that other person that has that maybe that same quote unique point of view is is like yes that's my person
0: they're the ad your nucleus it's like yes. it's why all the memes i see on facebook and i'm like man like totally or the TikToks oh, where people are just like doing the things and you're like that is real life Spot and everybody's on. saying it everybody's
1: saying like yep yep yeah i think <laughs> what most people want right now especially right now and even if we weren't in the middle of a crazy world right now mm-hmm. people want connection Mm -hmm. They want to feel accepted into a tribe of people that have a like-minded personality. That's it.
2: Community. That's Mm -hmm. human. That's
1: human. A human, basic human need is to connect and feel connected, heard, and seen. That's it. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And that's why we create content.
2: We want that. We want to be heard and we want to be seen. So Yeah.
1: And yeah, we want other people too as well.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. So, what? Um, so now that we're we've talked about all the things, what do you have any like favorite tools or tips to actually like taking all this information and creating and planning your content? If there's any apps
1: or processes that you use that you would love to share with our listeners? Yeah. So, how do I create a whole month's worth of content in like a day? How's that? <laughs>
2: Dan's <laughs> like we've buried the lead. <laughs> Sounds like we buried the lead, my friends.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) maybe
2: I need to be editing this to put it at the top of the
1: show. (laughs) (laughs) So those three things that I talked about before, the pain, the pleasure, and the story, Mm -hmm. right? If you choose from your ideal client's brain, right? We're going to put all of this back together now, right? So from all of those desires, wants, needs, whatever it is from your ideal client, um, you pick a a pain point mm-hmm. a pleasure point and a story uh, a subject of a story that you can tell right and then you write 10 posts for each of those mm. in different perspectives and in in sh- in different shifts and different you know I guess perspectives is really the best word that I can use you, wrote 30 days worth of posts well, so
0: if, if I know from the from my photography side of the business one of the you know pain points I mean there's there's so there's so many like surface level ones and then there's a deeper level one let's say I want to just take a surface level one for ease you know one of their pain points might be you know I just hate being in front of the the camera that's always like an easy one right so that's a pain but they know that it can be really good for their brand, right? They they know right. this. They know that they need to get out there. So I would end up then creating the posts based on that. Trying yeah. to solve so, that like I hate being in front of the camera thing. Like what can I do? What can I do to ease those fears? Yeah. Right. So yeah. let's talk
1: about that one. So you can talk about that one thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's one post. I hate being in front of the camera. Your yep. second post could be that that next level deeper. Why? Why do they hate being in front of the camera? Talk about mm, that. Yeah. The next post could be, um, you know, five ways to feel better in front of the camera.
0: Oh, um, yep. yeah. You I know, love they, using numbers.
1: Like yes, she first, does. Yeah. <laughs> like the first time you got in front of a camera could be oh, like a story post. Oh, yeah. Um, um, how, and how, ooh. you know, you moved through like getting... Or uh, it could be like a a time, like your fir- your very first photo shoot, you know, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to choose your clothes to feel more confident in front of the camera. Like mm. there are a million. Yeah. That's five, right? Yeah, there. yeah. You just have a, a. You just did an entire week's worth of like Monday through Friday posts on how to get how to feel more confident in front of the camera.
0: I really like. So some of this, I feel like I kind of like knew, right. But what I'm learning from you today is the perspective shift. Like the, the first time I got in front, I would have never thought to do that. Cause I'm no, constip- me neither. like, I, I would have always been from their point of view. Yeah. So the perspective shift is, but
1: there's your no, like is, trust.
0: is new to me. I right, love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oof. And I've been
2: having some problems getting on Instagram these days, guys. And now I got some good ideas. Oh, so good. thank you. Good, good. I feel like every time we do an interview, it's like a little mini coaching session. I know,
1: right? Yeah. We're getting
0: like free advice from all, from- <laughs> all these yeah. awesome. our interviews. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. I do too. So Janessa,
2: you, you know, we talked before we even got on here. You've got some great stuff on your website and um, you've got some neat programs coming up. Tell us a little bit about those where people can find out more about you and get involved with your coaching
1: yeah so my website is the elevatedentrepreneur.net. and on there you can download um, a free workbook that is how to attract your soul clients and it walks you through all the things we talked about here today. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you know print them out, write them down, put them on a piece of paper, pop up a Google Doc, whatever you want, but you can go through and answer all the questions and um, really awesome. dig in.
0: I'm totally going to download that. Um, yeah.
1: And I've, I just got a printer, so I can't wait to print. I love printing things out these okay. days. <laughs> uh, and I also just um, am just opening a membership. Well, I know we're going to. So when this episode releases, it will have been yep. open for a few months. <laughs> so come check out the um, Moon Circle Magic membership, which is... Um, working with your business, your life, and really your energy, um, along with the phases of the moon, because the moon affects earth and humans in Mm -hmm. very energetic ways. Um, So when you're working with the right energies at the right times, you're going to get more things done. You're going to feel more ease. You're going to feel an alignment. You're going to feel like, what the heck? Why didn't I think of this before? You know? (laughs) That's yes.
2: it's such a again, I keep saying fresh perspective, but it is it's a real fresh perspective that you have there.
1: Yeah.
0: And genius.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you so
0: much. Yes. <laughs> no, I definitely think that I've actually heard of this is for you know, most of the, the women listening to this podcast. Um, you know, set like the the idea of cycle sinking too. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, which is obviously tied to the moon. So yeah. I am excited to learn more about this for sure. Yeah. You know yeah. what's
1: so funny is the um I have like a little mastermind call with another business owner, and I was telling her about this. And the first thing she said to me was, "Oh my god, are we all going to like sink our cycles?" <gasps> possible. And I'm yeah, like, possible.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's possible.
1: Yeah,
2: you'll have to. You'll have to all find out. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like
1: you need to lead with that when you're marketing. <laughs> hey, I, at know, least right? I know, right?
2: To expect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You'll be more planned. You'll be more planned because everything exactly. is in alignment. Everything will be in alignment everything. then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Janessa, thank
2: you so much for joining us. It's been really fun talking with you. Yeah. And it's fun great. meeting you. I know
1: you've met yes, Jesse before. it was so great.
0: But... We'll have to, I know you're local to the area, so um, we will definitely have to meet up when we are in this crazy pandemic of a world in person again.
1: Absolutely. I would love
0: that. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and all the tidbits that we learned today. I'm glad. It was fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. I
2: have to say so much of what Janessa just said made sense to me.
0: I I completely agree. I think there were a lot of... You know, some of this stuff wasn't necessarily what I haven't heard before, but the, no, a lot of it the process the, the process and a few of the things she really touched upon mm-hmm. made huge sense to me. And I think
2: a lot of what we've been hearing is common sense. It's just, you know, not putting excuses out there, but actually doing, putting the work in and mm-hmm. getting the results. And, you know, again, I mentioned this at the beginning, and I noticed that she said, you know, being authentic to what's you. And when she was talking about spirituality – That it doesn't necessarily like she was talking in her case. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily be your spirit, you know, something spiritual to you. It can be anything that's true to you. It could be you're a cat lover. Mm-hmm. and you exactly. know bring that in it can be anything so you know what her lesson please don't you know nobody should get scared off by well i'm not a spiritual person
0: it's whatever you, know. you believe to be true
2: it's exact. it's your belief exactly and that's where the spiritual part you can be spiritual about anything i happen to love my cats right <laughs> right um but i loved her journey i loved the fact that she went from branding to online coaching. It's kind of similar to your path where you went for, you know, your branding, but now you're also doing the brand photographer method. So that's the think, online part.
0: I think what really stuck out for me as she mentioned that that was sort of where her calling was going and yeah. being able to recognize what it is you want to do within mm-hmm. your own business. And if you're able to really understand what those desires are, those internal desires you have, yeah. it will help Create a business that you love. You're yeah. not going to be doing things you don't love. Like she said she could talk all day about strategy, but she didn't necessarily want to continue to do that. She wanted to yeah. be able to help people align with what is important to them and mm-hmm. what their their deepest desires mm-hmm. are for their business and make sure that, that is what she helped people with. It's
2: a really holistic approach. And I and I, why I found it so refreshing is because, as I said in, in the interview, so many times – I mean, you see the movies where – there's somebody who's at the top of their career, but their personal life is crumbling.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's the idea that you have to have a good foundation to be able to achieve ultimately your end goal, whether that is to serve your clients through brand photography so that they have um, images to pull from for their websites, or for me, making sure that, you know, web business business people, I can't talk right now. Entrepreneurs have <laughs> – <laughs> I don't – I can't podcast and I can't talk. Business, you know, entrepreneurs have material for their websites, but it's also, you know, we have callings to serve our clients in different ways, but we're doing it authentically and – the way that we want to be doing it so i think when it goes back to it the three things Mm -hmm. she said Let's,
0: let's boil it down
2: know your ideal and we've heard this before this one specifically know your ideal client on a deep level but where she said something that i thought was different is also know who your ideal client isn't
0: right yeah exactly um so many times we're thinking about who it is you know, we mm-hmm. want to work with, want to work with. And what does that person look like? But also, yeah, taking that second dive into that exercise and saying, yeah you know, who are the people I don't want to work with? Maybe you've Mm -hmm. had clients in the past that weren't a good fit. And maybe if you dig deep into why they weren't a good fit, you'll further understand who it is you really, truly want to work with.
2: Yeah, that can't even go back to like how how you make friends, you know, there's, it's certain people that, you know, you look at and you're like, I want to be friends with that girl or that, you know, that guy, and you just know it. And then there are other people where your personalities don't mesh. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. Right. To know who it is and who it you know who it isn't that you get along with. Um because that ideal client as she said is that anchor mm-hmm. to what you do. Second one, to know who you are, which right.
0: again we've heard similar
2: approaches but nothing spelled out so
0: clearly so i think for for what i took away is like yeah know who you are know who your business is and Mm -hmm. and understanding um the like your core values Mm -hmm. the mission of your business Mm -hmm. um what is what do you want your business to be because ultimately that's going to be woven into all of your content and understanding that piece of it will just make your content stronger so that's that's how i
2: Well, and when it came down to the story. I thought it was so when she was talking about sharing story, I thought to myself, wow, this takes it so far beyond the traditional resume. You Mm -hmm. know how you go for a business interview and you hand somebody a resume and it's like all of your accomplishments and everything. It's never told in
0: a story format.
2: No, but, you know, I feel like people more and more. Are going? I mean, yes, they still want to see your resume, but when you're actually in that interview, they want to hear more about your story. You know, that's
0: that's the storytelling piece. Resumes are really hard to make a story come out of. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, you can't just you can't tell a story. A a good story in bullet points. I mean, God. That just wouldn't work. And
0: then I did that. And then I did this. But um, and then number three was knowing your client's pain or problem, knowing their pleasure and then tying in that story. Mm -hmm. So um, which I think. Oh, I think I
2: jumped the gun on that one. There we go.
0: Well, that's okay because I think, you know, I, you know, I sort of knew that. But what was interesting is we gave the example of, you know, um, how to how to actually use this information and create your blog post or create Mm -hmm. your Instagram post or create whatever it is, that PDF, that video series, whatever it is. um, And making sure that you address their pains, their pleasures, their um, their their goals. Yeah but then also thinking about your own story yeah and using that as a piece of content mm-hmm. as well to show that pain that problem that you yeah. experienced and how you solved that pain or problem and how you got to the point of you know pleasurable life yeah. that you're trying to get so
2: it's it's funny because i have um i have a little rate sheet that i'll send out to people when they inc- they inquire about my writing services and on the side, and I, and I went back and forth on whether I should include this, but I included this little sidebar thing that talked about, you know, I was uh, in journal, you know, I studied journalism, went to journalism school, you know, I've worked for these stations. And then at the end, I specifically put in the fact that I like to use my writing training and talents for people who don't want to, you know, don't have the time or don't love to write. And I say it a lot better in the sheet. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but <laughs> you write it much better than I speak
2: about it yes um, but, but you know it's it's saying like I understand that there's a lot of people out there that don't want to be writing blog posts for one reason or another <coughs> me <laughs> yes and I don't blame them you know if you don't like to write if you don't enjoy it don't have the time is a big part mm-hmm. of it then you know why why do it when you have people like me and some you know a lot of content and copywriters out there and i think that that you know addressing that pain problem not just saying you know i'm a writer or and i'm pleasure, a photographer the pleasure
0: point of that from my perspective and mm-hmm. maybe you should write this down is that i Ooh. don't have to worry about it it's yeah. done it's there it frees up my time to mm-hmm. do something else so yep so, it's, yeah.
2: And then, you know, I'm definitely going to check out that um, free workbook. Yes, about definitely checking out her free workbook. Yeah.
0: And I'll have to take a look at her membership as well.
2: Hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. If you want to check out the show notes, head to cocktailsandcontentcreation.com where you can pick up all those links that uh, Janessa was talking about. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at creation and we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And you can email us at cocktailsandcontentcreation@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews and you can follow me on Instagram at FashionablyKate
0: Co. And I'm Jessie Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jessie Wyman Photos, or if you're a brand photographer and want to learn more about brand photography, you can follow me at the brand photographer method. Next time, we're going to be turning our focus to the Black Lives Matter movement and how it was handled on social media. We're going to be talking with Alexa Johnson. Alexa runs the affordable fashion and lifestyle blog, Alexa M. Johnson. She also wrote about her experience in the advertising industry as a Black woman, which was an eye-opening read. We're looking forward to that conversation when we have it. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you.